It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Locals to Legends Wrestling Radio, brought to you by Rockstar Records, 810 East Main Street, Tupelo, Mississippi, 662-269-3745. Welcome to Locals to Legends Podcast, with your host, the voice of $10 Wrestling, noted author that has never been published, and the heaviest CWA light heavyweight champion in history, the king of all wrestling media, Gene Jackson and his co-host, the star of Taylor TV, the man who has wrestled Jerry Lawler 1,239 times and never won, Neil, the Real Deal Taylor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Locals to Legends Wrestling Radio. This is Gene Jackson. And uh, Neil, are you on the line now? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so uh, the freaking pay-per-view has ran over once again, although I don't feel like this is going to go very long, so we're just going to kind of watch this on the air here and uh, see how this plays out. Did did Kevin Owens just try to get in the ring and then get back out? I'm wondering if I'm behind or not. Mine's been off, too, because there's people posting pictures of shit that I'm just now seeing throughout the night. Right now, he's just kind of wandering around on the floor, Hasn't really on my yeah, end. He's really even attempted to get in the ring. So, well, that's what he's I may be further you. behind than you are. Okay. Goldberg's pacing back and forth, and yeah, I think they forgot All to right, now Photoshop he's... his beard. <laughs> no doubt. Well, it's definitely a lot different than the poster. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Well, when you stick uh, when you stick 1998 Goldberg on the poster, uh, wow! So I just <laughs> I'm just wondering. I just it's crazy to wonder where they're going to go with it. <laughs> All right, so did you just roll back out on yours too? Yeah, just did. Okay. So we must be pretty. All right, close so I think we're both somewhat then. live here then. All right, because you know last time I got to finish like. Two minutes for you Five guys minutes. did whenever it was the, <laughs> the, the uh, what was it? Uh, elimination Chamber. Yeah, yeah. So imagine if there's anyone listening to this live, which probably aren't right now. They're doing the same thing we are. They're watching it. So we're just all watching it together here. And then whenever uh, yeah. whenever Goldberg wins the freaking belt here in a minute, we'll uh, – We'll get into the show, what bit of a show there's even going to be, but we'll get to that in due time. (laughs) Yeah, really. Well, even by Goldberg uh, Goldberg match standards, this sucks, but, I mean, it's smart on his part. Well, it's already lasted longer than him and Lesnar did. (laughs) Exactly. So, at least he he, he lasted longer, even if he – well, who didn't see this coming? Here comes Jericho. Well, I hadn't seen oh, that yet. Oh, okay, here we go. 
Oh, Lord. Okay, so the distraction of Jericho just got him speared. Yep. And here comes the jackhammer. Fuck's sakes. Well. God damn it. (laughs) (sighs) Fuck you, Jericho. That is Why would you? <laughs> so the guy you're potentially going to have a match with at WrestleMania go out and cost him the Universal Title so he won't have it when you wrestle him. That's some great logic there. I ain't though. So it is. They it have is. no option. Ha- they have no option other than to go into WrestleMania with this, and I mean because. I don't see him going past WrestleMania, so, I mean, you know he's probably going to drop it to Brock. Yeah. Uh, Who now is uh, best and, known for and, being and, squashed and, by the 50-year-old man. And, but uh, the angle is so strong anyway, why why put a belt in the middle of it? They don't, I, it when they these don't rumors the started, these rumors started a while back that that's what they were going to do was have him take the belt off Owens uh, and take it to WrestleMania. I'm like, why? Why? Why does? How does that angle need the belt? Like, uh, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. But none of this crap has. God bless. I cannot believe it is 2017, and I'm sitting here looking at Goldberg, the new champion, beating a guy who's younger than I am. This is. <laughs> Well, they've swerved everybody twice tonight because the rumor going around was that The Undertaker was going to come out and get involved in Braun Strowman, and he didn't. Yep. And then I, we're obviously not going to see Lesnar here, even though they kind of teased it. So, I don't know. <laughs> yep. Here Jesus we are. It's going right there. That's it. So, Goldberg's our freaking champion. Oh, fuck's sakes. And he gets 2017, Goldberg's the champ. I, did, I went and turned the shit off. I can't look at any more of that. God dang. <laughs> okay. Wow. So how's your night, Gene? Well, I mean, it just went to shit, but, I mean, I, I've known that. I told you that several days ago that half the podcast would be me bitching about that finish, but... Uh, How's your night? I mean, obviously pretty well. Uh, Mr. Sensational is hanging out with you. I'm sure he's had a lot of great insight on the pay-per-view tonight. Well, he was going to hang out for the podcast, but um, he's sitting over here in a folding chair that he brought himself with a bag that he brought that's got toilet paper, food, drink, and everything in front of a heater because he thinks he's getting a head cold. And I've been anticipating an ER trip any minute. So. <laughs> Lord. Wow. But other so, than, all right. Other so, than that, it's been a good weekend. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go ahead and address right off for those who didn't see the Facebook post and what have you. Um, we were originally supposed to have Mr. Hughes on tonight, and uh, Mr. Hughes contacted me Saturday. I guess it was, maybe it was Friday, but I think it was Saturday early, uh, and told me he had a last-minute booking that was going to bleed over into Monday and that he wasn't going to be available to do the show tonight, but he would uh, get with us and reschedule uh, for another Sunday 
in the near future. So we will have Mr. Hughes eventually, but we're not going to have him tonight. So then the backup plan was, well, Mr. Sensational is going to be at your house watching the pay-per-view. We'll just have him on because there's like three people that are really excited when Mr. Sensational's on. And now he's sick. So it's us, buddy. It's, <laughs> we're just going to, you know, make do because uh, we're we're it. So not that there's now, not that we can't handle that, right? I mean, we we you know, absolutely not. We're not going to babble for two hours, obviously. And I, I mean, I know it's going to disappoint some people, but sorry. <laughs> uh, but we will talk for a little bit about some things. So let's talk about your weekend. I understand that you were involved in a bull rope match Friday night in Ripley, Mississippi. Is that true? Uh, that, is, that is true. Um, we uh, had a good crowd Friday night, uh, had a lively crowd, and it, it never ceases to amaze me that, um, you know, it seems like everybody that's running Ripley, Mississippi is is had trouble drawing, you know, at one time or another, whether they brought – Mr. Sensational's folding his chair up and going home. Bless his heart. <laughs> he's, been, he, he's been sitting on Randy Orton's face all night long. He's got a like a I'm sorry, he's got a 2002 back backlash <laughs> fixed up chair that he sits in. Yeah, Do what? <laughs> huh? Oh, he stole it from Jack. So anyway, so he don't hear voices but, in uh, his head. He hears them in his ass. Then. Yeah. Gene says you don't hear voices in your head, you hear them in your ass. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, like I said, never see. <laughs> don't fall down the damn stairs leaving. <laughs> Dude, Matt Hardy is not going to be at WrestleMania. Uh, he is. Oh, he is set on his. He is set on his hands all night, thinking the final deletion is fixing to happen. There were signs and in the crowd. I we, I saw the signs, ladies, and I sat here ten feet from you. Don't fall down the damn stairs leaving. You're dumb back. <laughs> God. Okay. But anyway, back to Ripley. Um we um uh we did have a, a really good crowd the other night. Um uh kind of a uh, controversial end to the night, um with uh, a lot of really, really strong heat at the end. Um I'm not gonna go into a lot of it because I I definitely want people if they're within Ripley to come check it out. Um, but, uh, a really good show. Um, uh, that group over there continues to, um, really show up and show out when they do shows. They, uh, they draw really well on a consistent basis. We probably had about 200 the other night. So, um, that show's going really well. Um, and, uh, it was a, uh, yeah, it was a good night. That's cool. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that. Somebody in Mississippi's, you know, trying something different with some different faces, and it's working for them, especially in Ripley, man. Because, like you said, good lord, I mean, they've there's been shows that brought, you know, legends and names after names after names, and hasn't drawn. So that's really that's really cool that they've kind of built an audience over there with what they're doing. So that's that's cool. You're a part of it. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, it's like I said, you know, and it's it's all. For the most part, it's all local guys or at least regional guys. There's no, you know, huge names on it. Um, the last couple of shows have had uh, uh, Chase Stevens on them, which has been a, mm-hmm. uh, a a good addition to the show. But uh, mostly for the, for the most part, it's all uh, you know local or regional guys. So it's 
it's definitely the show's definitely stepped up a little bit, and it's it, it's a lot of fun to be on. It's a lot. It, it's a fun show. Well, cool. That's that's great. So, what did you do last night? Uh, what did I do last night? I, I don't think I, I actually took the night off last night. I didn't work anywhere last night. Um, it's kind of uh, other than that, it's been kind of a lazy weekend. I've had had quite a bit going on the last few weeks and. Um, I actually uh, took off all day Friday, uh, went and did the show Friday night, like we just said, and uh, just kind of laid around this weekend. Hadn't really done a whole lot. Um, um, just had to, just tried to take it easy. I know, uh, I know you had a, I know you had a big night last night. Um, you went to a comedy show, right? You and Rosie. Yeah, we, I worked till six thirty, and then got off work and come down here and change clothes. Grab Rosie. We took off to Huntsville because in and uh, back in January uh, they opened a brand new comedy club in Huntsville, and uh, it's it's doing really well. The few shows they've had so far, uh, they've had great crowds. That John Reap, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh, he was there this weekend, and I mean he did shows. Uh, Thursday night, two shows on Friday, two shows uh, yes, the last night, and he was having another show tonight, and all of them drew really well. I mean, he's he's hilarious. It was a great show. the The club's really nice. It's, it's actually nicer than the one we go to in Nashville. It's a little roomier. Um, wow. I really liked it. So, and what's cool is like I can I can get off work at my normal time, and we can get over there and hit up the late show at nine thirty, and and still get over there because it's kind of been my gripe since i've had this job like you know you can't do anything time i get off work six thirty seven o'clock it's too late to really go anywhere well since they have a late show uh we're only about 45 minutes from huntsville so we can truck it over there and and still see the show so the show was really great we had a we had a great time and then uh rosie you know the comedy clubs you got you know it's a two drink minimum so <laughs> i drank uh couple of sodas and we ate some pretzels and cheese and then rosie had a couple of couple of drinks and uh <laughs> she was pretty loaded we kind of, what was funny is when we were getting out of the car going in and all the people coming out from the first show and i'm like good lord everybody coming out of here is just completely shithoused i'm like what the hell she's like yeah that's ridiculous and <laughs> we're coming out and she's like ah let's go i'm like now you realize you're acting just like those people that were here before right and she's like no i'm not that bad so I was driving so I'm driving this Jeep from the lot and I just got it in that day and it's like a two thousand ten Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo and it's it's one of those where it's got the the uh, key gimmick. It's not a key, it's a plastic key fob with the unlock and unlock and then you stick it in there and turn it and start it. Yeah. Uh yeah. so we go out there to leave and I hit the button and the damn thing won't unlock. Battery's gone dead or some oh. crap. So I'm like, well, we're screwed. Oh. We're completely oh, screwed. <laughs> and she's like, well, just take the key part out and stick it in the door. I'm like, it doesn't have a key. All it's got is this plastic thing. She's like, no, take the key out of that. And of course, she's drunk, so I'm not half listening to what she's saying. I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't have a goddamn key, Rosie. That's what I'm telling you. We're fucked. We don't have a key. She's like, take the key part out and stick it in the keyhole. Like, I'm going to say this one more time. We do not have – so she snatches it out of my hand. And she can barely stumble the car, but she takes this thing out in the dark, out in this parking lot, flicks a little button, and out pops a damn key that I had no idea was there. <laughs> Absolutely no idea was there. Sticks it in the keyhole, opens the door, like, there you go, I saved the day. And I was like, 
Great. You, thanks, you did. I'm like, well, shit, I'm never going to live this down. But I'm thinking, thank Mom. God she was with me, because if I'd have been here by myself, I would have been calling people in Coleman going, like, I'm in fucking Huntsville, and I can't get home. Somebody come pick me up. So we get in it. So we... So we get in the Jeep, we're heading home, and she's all, ah, you know, just, just <laughs> drunk. I mean, this is just drunk. And so and I realize this has nothing to do with wrestling, but, folks, we're, we're winging it tonight, so just bear with me. <laughs> so she looks at me and says, hey, let's record a podcast. I said, while you're drunk. She said, hell yeah. I said, all right, whip out your phone. Let's go for it. So we record oh one of these God. Jackson Reaction podcasts that we haven't done since – October or whatever it was. And uh, so <laughs> we're two minutes into the podcast, and I'm like, all right, well, let's let her put herself over. And this is literally 10 minutes prior. And I said, yeah, I'm sure you want to tell the story of how you saved the day. How I saved the day. Yeah. What are you talking about? Nothing. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> what do you mean? How did I save the day? You didn't. Nothing. And so then we just carry on, and then like, 40 minutes into the podcast or 30 minutes into it, um, something clicks with her. She's starting to sober up a little bit, and she's like, oh, yeah, I remember what I did. So she tells that whole story. But anyway, if you want to hear uh, drunken ramblings from Rose Jackson, uh, you can go to jacksonreactionpodcast.com, uh, <laughs> and it's there in all its sadness and glory. But, yeah, it's 40 minutes of just – ramblings about the comedy club and about a concert we went to and just whatever else but uh so yeah that was my night last night we got home <laughs> uh, about one o'clock and uh i sat up and watched tv for a little while and went to bed and got up this morning and i made it a point to do absolutely positively nothing of any uh, relevance today nothing constructive whatsoever other than we went to the grocery store but other than that nothing at all <laughs> watched uh WrestleMania three and Great American Bash nineteen ninety. I've seen both of those shows a million and one times, but for whatever reason, I had a hankering for them. So that was my day. <laughs> <laughs> I sat on the couch and dozed all day and did laundry. So it was pretty exciting night here here at the Taylor <laughs> World headquarters too. <laughs> <clears throat> Why wouldn't people want to listen to us when we lead these exciting lives that we can share with them? And, you know. <laughs> Every Sunday night. Exactly. Exactly. Oh boy. So, uh, watched any any good shows lately? Any you want to talk about? I know you've been checking out. I know you're kind of like me, and I mean, and we're like probably three million other people apparently who uh, a lot of the network watching is kind of following along with um, the Bruce Pritchard podcast and the Tony Schiavone podcast with our. With our friend, we can say our friend now because he was on our show. God bless him, our friend Oops. Conrad Thompson. And uh, yeah. I know that that I watch a lot. After I hear him talk about, it, I'm like, well, shit, I got to go back and watch that. Or if I know it's coming up, I'll I'll sometimes watch it ahead of time. But uh, anything interesting of any any shows you've checked out lately, you want to hit on quickly? You you know, um, I didn't really. I, I don't watch a lot of stuff on the network. Every once in a while, I'll pull up a pay-per-view. Like I watched, um, what did I, I watch one yesterday. I think I watched Halloween Havoc 91, I think, yesterday. Ooh. I watched bits and pieces of it. But, you know, since I've went completely to this internet-based TV, I have that uh, YouTube app on my phone. 
or not my phone, mm-hmm. on my television. And uh, I just I, I get to binge watching just random stuff on there, whether it's you know clips from shoot interviews or you know clips from like the some random episode of uh, primetime wrestling or <laughs> something like that. Yeah, man, like. It's, I do that as well. Like if if the network didn't exist, and thank God it does, because there's a lot of you know you can watch the pay per views for ten bucks a month, and there's a lot of good stuff on there. But I mean, you could go on YouTube every day, and you would never see all the wrestling on there. It's unfreaking believable. And like you said, it, it covers all bases from indie stuff to shoot interviews to random episodes of WWF, WCW, AWA, the old Mid-South, Memphis. Con- I mean, there's like whole years of Memphis on there from about, if you look hard enough, you can find from about 83 up to 91 good chunks of Memphis on there that I, that I spent a lot of time watching. So, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you don't have the network, if you, you know, if you can't swing it, God, go to YouTube, you get that app. Like I got it on my Roku and, uh, you can watch just countless hours of any kind of wrestling you could ever imagine and some you wouldn't want to. You know, a lot of stuff I try to watch on YouTube that is on the network, but I like to watch it on YouTube because they show it the way it originally aired because, you know, right. WWE will go back and they put in, you know, they'll lay over music that they don't have, you know, they didn't have the original rights to, so they put some kind of generic god-awful music over it or, you know, they cut out <laughs> yeah. stuff that they they cut out stuff that they just, you know, doesn't really fit what their visions are or, or what have you. So I try. I mean, most everything right. I watch, I try to watch. Uh, I try to watch on YouTube. I'm a big fan of the the what culture videos on there. You know, like the little countdown videos and stuff. That's mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I find a lot of those interesting. Uh, I watch some of the. It's like 10 random facts you didn't know about WrestleMania 5 or something like that, you know, and it talks about, I think one of the, and I can't remember, I can't remember hardly anything, but I think I remember uh, um, uh, Rick Martell almost wasn't on WrestleMania 5 because he couldn't, he uh, just got through customs like at the last minute, and um, they, you know, Randy Savage was the first heel champion they had that was uh, that they kept for a year that still sold out buildings and uh, there was a bunch of other just random stuff on there so it's it, it's kind of interesting to watch and probably in the last couple of years I've really gotten interested in like in a lot of history stuff and this I guess stuff you don't you know you have to kind of dig around to know so um, yeah. that's always been a big source of you know learning about a lot of stuff. I tell you what, because uh, I got a friend that sends me clips because he's a huge, huge mark for him. But I've, I've come to realize, be it pro, actual promos from shows or shoot interviews or podcasts or whatever the case may be, that damn near every word Jim Cornette has ever spoken is documented on freaking YouTube. If you just go and search Jim Cornette and click the button, it is just endless clips and they can range anywhere from a minute and a half to 17 hours, literally. There is a video that is seven. They, that somebody spliced, like, all the damn shoot interviews together, and it's like 17 hours. Like, how long did that possibly take an upload? I mean, you, you, you've you uploaded full episodes of 
IWF and things like that to YouTube. So you know how long that crap takes. I mean, 17 hours? I mean, good Lord. What happened to the old limit when you couldn't go but 15 minutes or whatever? (laughs) There's four-hour pay-per-views on there. That has to take like a week or something. (laughs) I I would think. uh, Yeah. And then who's watching that? Like, I got 17 hours to kill. Uh, I'm driving, you know, to Canada. I'll pop that on and listen to that (laughs) one. Well, you know, and I'm a big Cornette fan, so, you know, I, I like to look up stuff that he said or whatever, but the one part about it is you usually have the same conversation or the same topic or the same whatever, you know, on multiple videos. Like, I've heard him mm-hmm. talk about um, slapping Santino Morella on five different videos on there, you know. Oh but, yeah, but, absolutely. But yeah, there's this. But yeah, there's just tons of stuff on there. I like watching um, clips of the uh, the you shoot series where they do like the hoe bag and yeah <laughs> stuff like that. That's hilarious. Um, even uh, especially the when they got um, the one where Jamie Dundee got the damn drunk on there and was just saying <laughs> all kinds of awful stuff. And then, yeah, the Sheik and yeah, the Sheik and New Jack and Honky Tonk Man get on there and they're all messed up. Or I guess the Sheik and New Jack are, but the, the Sheik gets on there, gets on there and pulls his pants down. And <laughs> oh, I know it's a train wreck, dude. Like I got, uh, I got the High Spot Network here recently. I don't know how long I'm gonna keep it, but I, I got it for a while because. Uh, my buddy Kevin just kept saying, I'm like, man, you ain't got that yet. You ain't got that yet. You're hell, you're on a bunch of them. Get on there and, t- and check it out. So I did. And, um, man, they've got dang near every shoot interview that's ever been done between high spots and RF video. So there's any shoot interviews you want to see, they're there. And, uh, I've tried to go through and, and watch some of the ones that I've, I've missed over the years. And, I mean, I'm starting to realize if you watch enough shoot interviews, and like you say, especially Cornette ones, eventually all the stories have been told. You might not have heard it from that person, but you've already heard someone else tell it. Like, I'm getting dangerously close, I feel, to being where I've heard, like, all the relevant, interesting stories. I've just about heard them all. (laughs) So that's kind of a bummer. I'm sure there's a few more out there that haven't been heard. But like you say, man, after a while... I'm still I still consider myself a fan of Cornette, but I, I've kind of hit the wall with him. Where like I've I've pretty much heard his opinion on everything. I've heard most of his old school stories, and now as far as hearing him bitch about politics and Lucha Underground and Joey Ryan and all that, I'm just over it. Like I, I've I've heard what he has to say. I don't agree with a lot of it, so I just tune it out. Because I got a couple of friends that are just appalled they're like hey did you hear the jim Cornette podcast like i don't listen to his podcast i haven't listened to one since he's had a podcast like i hear i'll come across like you say i'll be on cruising youtube and be like jim Cornette shoots on so and so and i'm like yeah all right let's see what he has to say about that uh and so i'll listen to a little three minute clip but as far as sitting listening to an hour or two of him on a weekly basis i i can't do it i can't, I can't begin to do it yeah well, I've kind of gotten the same way with the, the Jim Cornette experience, you know, and he, he actually, um, he uh, has started doing that Cornish drive-through with <laughs> just mail, like mailbag questions. They, mm-hmm. They're doing it, for, they're doing it for free now. So I've started, I've subscribed oh. to it, started listening to it. So 
I may just completely go to that because, like I said, you know, I don't, you know, whether I agree with his belief, his ideas on Donald Trump or, you know, he's a, you know, he's a more than admitted atheist and all that kind of stuff, you know, that's neither here nor there yeah. to whoever's listening to it. But, you know, Cornette is a wrestling dictionary and that's, or encyclopedia, excuse me. But, um, yeah, that's the stuff I want to hear, you know, so. Yeah. This corny drive-through thing, you know, it's got a lot of questions in it. So, yeah, I, I think I may end up probably just going solely to that. Have you listened to that six oh five podcast that he's on a lot? I haven't. I've watched some of those uh, the videos where he's commentated over this random <laughs> yeah, old matches. You know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Arcadian Vanguard channel. And yeah. Uh, that's that's hilarious. The the one where he uh does the commentary over uh, uh Midnight Express versus Smelly Guy. Have you watched that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say hilarious. I've seen enough of those where it's kinda of piqued my curiosity and I got a lot of friends that swear that that's just the funniest, greatest podcast, so I may check it out. I've just I don't I've only got so much time during the week. And right, you know, now I'm committed to, you know, I listen to, you know, both the Conrad podcast. I slip in an episode of Jericho or Austin if they have somebody I find interesting. And I listen to the Colt Cabana podcast now and then. And then, of course, like Mark Marin for comedy people and stuff. So I just, you know, I, people think I listen to every damn wrestling podcast that's out there. And I, who has that kind of time now? Because there's just so damn many of them. But they say that 605 one's really good, so I might check it out. And then, then I had somebody message me two days ago, like, well, are you listening to the Austin Idol podcast? I'm like, no, I, I haven't. Like, I I don't – I can't imagine that would be that great. And they're like, oh, no, it's awesome. He's got all kinds of stories, and Cornette comes on there with him some. And so I don't know. I may give one of those a listen sometime. I don't know. Austin Idol was such a douchebag in the dealings I had with him. Like, I, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of bad about that where – you know, if I have like bad dealings with somebody, I don't really like them as a person. I don't give a shit about hearing what they have to say or, <laughs> or dealing with them anymore. Yeah, so. I'm kind of the same way. What what dealings did you have with Austin Idol? Well, so Austin Idol was speaking of shows in Ripley that didn't draw. Uh, Rodney <laughs> had that big legends blowout at at the Coliseum in Ripley on a Sunday, and he was having Austin Idol and Sabu, and Tracy Smothers, and the Barbarian, and I guess probably Dundee or something. I don't know. He had a bunch of them on there. So anyway, he he messaged me and says, hey, can you have Austin Idol and Tracy Smothers on your podcast? I'm like, well, shit, yeah, absolutely. So uh, he, he just sends me their numbers. So I call Tracy. Talked to him. He was super cool. We'd get him set up on when to do the podcast. Um, call Austin Idol. Because I asked Rodney, I'm like, so do these guys know I'm calling or I'm just like, you know, cold call them like a fucking salesman or something? <laughs> no, no, no. I told him that, you know, my guy Gene was going to be calling to set up a podcast. Like, does Austin Idol even know what the hell a podcast is? I mean, does it mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I called the guy. He shit cans me straight to, you know, I know it goes straight to voicemail. So I, I give a long-winded voicemail explaining who I am and why I'm calling and what show we're going to promote and all this. And I get a text, who is this? 
and I don't know. That just caught me wrong right off the bat. I go, listen to the voicemail. He texts back, I don't have time for that. Who is this? So I text him back. I give the same long-winded message in text form, which turns into about seven texts to get all that out. And so at that time, with my work schedule, I got off work at anywhere from 6 to 6.30 in Gadsden, which was 45 minutes from where I lived. So typically I got home 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, most nights. So I said, okay, well, when can we set this up? He said, I'm only available 6 to 7, what was it, Monday, Wednesday, and – Maybe it was it was Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I can I could do six to seven p.m. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, that don't work for me. I, you know, my my work schedule. Can we do it after this time? Absolutely. And this is the text. Absolutely not. And then he restates <laughs> it. I am available between six and seven p.m. So I text back. I am not. Thanks anyway. Have a good day. <laughs> so I guess he calls Rodney because then Rodney immediately calls me. He's like, man. Austin Idol said you blew him off. I said, fuck Austin Idol. I said, we just spent 30 minutes texting, and he told he gave me a one-hour window three days a week that he can do the damn podcast, and he was being a douchebag about it. I said, and it's nothing interesting is going to come of it because he's not getting paid, so he's not going to say anything of, of any note anyway, so fuck him. I'll just talk to Trace. Well, see if you can work something else out. Cause I told him that you know you you got to work schedule, you got to work around and, and to try to work with you. So I was like, all right. So I text him back and uh, I said, hey, I just talked to Rodney. Um, when can you be available? <laughs> he said, I can do I can do the days I told you before or I can do Friday between 6 and 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and so Fridays I worked even later. So I'm like, that doesn't work, man. I'm like, it's going to have to be after 8 p.m. I said, what about a Saturday or Sunday? He's like, I don't do this kind of stuff on the weekends. And I'm like, what? I'm sorry. This ain't going to work, man. Take it easy. And so then Rodney calls me again. I'm like, man, fuck Austin Idol. If you want to do a podcast with that mug, I said, you can do one with him between 6 and fucking 7 p.m. on these days of the week because the motherfucker isn't available the other 23 hours out of the goddamn day. And uh, and I said, and, and odds are he's going to no-show anyway because ain't that his whole gimmick? He doesn't show up for shit. He's probably going to show up for your fucking show, Rodney. Oh, he's going to show up. So fast forward to the show. Well, that's around the time that I'm taking my damn uh, camera around, my little uh, handheld camera around, doing all these little YouTube videos. And so Rodney had told me, he's like, hey, man, shoot some of your YouTube shit at the show, you know, get 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 the show out there. I'm like, okay, great, I'll do it. So I go over and shoot a little video with uh, Jay and Chop and uh, something with Al- you know, Alki, and uh, he was following me around with the camera. And so... We go down, we go over to Tracy, and Tracy cuts the promo for us. He's cool. We go over to Sabu. His old lady's standing there in the genie outfit. She starts talking to us. And Sabu asks us, right there with people around, who the fuck are y'all? We're Cheap Heat TV. Are you paying me? No. Then get the fuck away from my table. (laughs) I said, okay. Right on, buddy. (laughs) Go over to Austin Idol. 
And so I look at the camera. I said, hey, everybody, look, Austin Idol, he's actually here. <laughs> and he caught that. Oh, and he goes, what do you mean actually here? I'm like, well, you're here. You're here. And he's like, what do you mean actually here? Of course I'm here. Where else would I be? If I say I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to be there. And I look at the camera and wink. I'm like, sure he is. Anyway. <laughs> and so, so he cuts a little promo and talks about the show or whatever. And, um, and, and I do another one like Johnny Morton and Danny Dollar or whatever. And so, yeah, then he comes up to me in the dressing room. I'm getting in all my Memphis Monroe shit. And he comes over and he's like, hey, man, that wasn't cool. And I'm like, what? And he goes, that he's actually here shit. I was like, it was a joke, man. I said, I didn't mean anything by it. And he's like, well, you make it sound like I'm, I'm, I don't show up. And with a straight face. I mean, that's all Austin Idol is known for at this point. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you say to a promoter or a wrestler inside the business, and even a lot of fans for that matter, if you mention Austin Idol, they're going to be like, hell, oh, no-show Jones, Austin Idol, you book him, he won't show up. I guarantee you, if you call Jerry Lawler right now and mention Austin Idol, he'll be like, ah, that mug won't show up if you book him. And um, <laughs> he's like, you act like I'm known for not showing up. And I just kind of looked at him, and I look over, Bushwhacker Luke's sitting over. I look at him and smile. And uh, he looks at the floor, starts lacing his boots, and he's grinning from ear to ear. And I said, look, man, I'm sorry. No offense. I said, no disrespect at all. I said, uh, I'm a big fan of yours. And, uh, you know, I was just making a joke. He's like, well, that wasn't cool, man. That, that, that kind of stuff that hurts somebody's reputation. <laughs> and I'm waiting for him to start laughing because it's so absurd, you know, that he's saying this. And I'm just waiting for him to go like, ah, I'm ribbing you, buddy. I'm just kidding. But, no, it never came. He just finally just turned and walked away. And as I'm getting dressed, I look at Chop and I'm like, man, fuck off the noddle. Fucking douchebag. But. So, yeah, so that's why I don't really give a shit about listening to his podcast, but I hope he's recording his son of a bitch between 6 and 7 because that's the only time he's available, apparently. So, yeah, that's my Austin Idol story that's never been never been told in public. So. I wonder what he does for a living. At last I had heard around that time he had been doing real estate um, down in huh. around uh, – Pensacola or Panama City, somewhere down in there, he was doing. When he fell off the face of the earth and nobody knew where he was at, um, he turned up in a newspaper article about his real estate business. And I don't know if that's what he's still doing now or not, but I know that's what he did right out of wrestling, you know. But that's what he was known for for years. Is he had moved to Florida and he'd come up here and he'd start these angles in Memphis on whatever incarnation of Memphis wrestling was going on after '87. And he'd yeah. show up a couple of times, and they'd book a big match, and then he wouldn't show up. And then nobody would hear from him for, like, a year. And then he'd turn up again. So, <laughs> anyway. Well, you know, and that's when I first had heard of Austin Idol early on, that's that's exactly what I'd heard is, you know, I had this reputation for not showing up. I will say that um, he was on Jim Cornette's podcast a few weeks ago, and <laughs> they were telling the story of um, – the check that he cashed, you remember the Battle Royal he won? And they wrote <laughs> yeah, the, the Battle Royal check. To the win- yeah, to the winner of the Battle Royal, and he got the <laughs> he took it to some bank where they knew him, and they actually cashed it. <laughs> that's that's he's like that is a great story. Grand, I mean, yeah, like and the fact that so grand. many people have backed it up, you know, that it's it's not just one of those bullshit wrestling urban legends. It's it's a legit story. You gotta <laughs> love that. Yeah, that is hilarious, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, you know, 
over time, I'll probably have a few more stories here and there of, of people I've dealt with uh, doing these podcasts because for every story of, hey, you know, this guy was on and he was awesome and all that, there's been, you know, several shitheads that was a pain in the ass to deal with or, you know, whatever the case may be. So as they come up, you know, I'll probably throw a few of those at you every now and then. But, yeah, he's one of the more <laughs> one of the more infamous, infamous ones for sure. I can only imagine. I've 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 heard I've heard tell of him being difficult, but I mean, I've never dealt with him or met him or anything. So, who's to say? I tell you what. I tell you who I want to get on the show with us, and I'm I'm going to find a way to make this happen because you asked me, Conrad Thompson. I found a way to make it happen, and I'm going to make this one happen just for me. But I think you'll enjoy it as well. I want to get Tommy Rich on this damn podcast. If for oh no other God. reason, just to hear his version, if he still remembers it, there's a lot's gone on since then, I'm sure, um, of the donut story <laughs> from oh down in Lord. Greenwood. And oh, yeah. I was the donut man for years to come after that. Yeah, about how Tommy Rich kept you out of jail, kept you from going yeah, to jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see if he remembers that and hear what he has to say about it. But just to have him on the show in general, I think would be fun. Um, yeah, <laughs> for numerous he, reasons. Uh, yeah, he uh, actually showed me the very first copy of High Times magazine I've ever seen uh, in uh, Boonville, Mississippi. This <laughs> is the first time I wow. ever seen one. <laughs> I was just walking by. It. I guess he caught me kind of kind of just looking over. Hey, kid, look at this. And I look at it, and, of course, I mean, it is what it is. It's just nothing of pages yeah. of pot, which, you know, at that time I didn't know a whole lot about anyway. But, yeah, that was, I guess that's my Tommy Rich story. But other than <laughs> the one where he kept kept you from going to jail by the drunken cop in Greenwood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It don't matter if you're right or wrong. You just agree with the damn cop, boy. You don't argue with them. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just assumed that they were completely full of shit and drunk that I really didn't have to listen. Bullshit. You'll be in jail just the same. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good call. I'm sure you've been there before. So. Uh, old Tommy. Yeah, I, maybe so. Did, oh, I just remember... Sitting in a chair next to him, getting dressed in Corinth. He's putting on his tights and his boots. I was already getting dressed, and he plops down next to me. He starts getting dressed. And him and Doug Gilbert are going to do a run-in on Don Bass and Brickhouse or somebody. And Rodney runs the door. He's like, come on, guys, let's go, let's go, let's go. we got to get the ring. we got to get the ring. His tights are around his, his knees as he's tying up his boots. And he jumps up out of the chair, and I'm sitting on one side of him. Tony Dabbs is sitting on the other and we both turned to look at each other, and his fucking nuts, he's running, <laughs> bent over with his nuts dangling out from under me, and Tony both go, oh, God, damn. And uh, he runs out the he runs out the door halfway around the building. You know, you can see that window on the side. And he was going past that window before he was finally even starting to pull him up. And uh, for years, Tony would be like, remember that time we saw Tommy Rich's nuts in Corinth? I'm like, oh, God, don't remind me. That's brutal. Me and Tony got caught in those situations a lot. We were we were we were on each side of Ashley Hudson one time, 
and, oh, and he's getting dressed, and he stands up, and it, yeah, and he has to reel it in off the ground. <laughs> he walks away, and Charlie goes, "Jesus Christ!" I'm like, "Oh my God!" It's like elephant truck. Like I'm not one to look at anybody's dick, but Jesus, like it was just both of standing there, just in awe, you know. If it goes. If it goes rolling across the floor, you really can't help but, like, I mean, even if you have to exactly. leave, you have to step over it, you know. Oh, my We both gosh. sit there kind of in quiet contemplation, and as he left, I was like, how does that dude wrestle in trunks? Like, how do you, where do you put it? And Tony's like, shit, I don't know. I'm like, God, good for him, you know. I, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so that may be the weirdest turn the podcast has taken since we've had it. Luckily, I went ahead oh, and preemptively uh, rated it R for tonight, just in case Mr. Hughes got a little X-rated. But anyway, so now we've talked about Tommy Rich's balls and Ashley Hudson's dick. So I'll let for some insight, people. That ain't something you hear on the old 605 Cornet podcast. Austin That's Idol ain't going right. to tell you about that kind of shit. Well, if he does, he's only going to tell you between <laughs> six and seven. That's right. Monday, Wednesday, and what is it? <laughs> Monday. Yeah. Well, it, it was originally Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then in the in the spirit of cooperation, he added Friday. So. Oh well, bless his heart. Mighty nice of the universal heartthrob to squeeze in an extra extra hour window there for me. I can only imagine what that interview would have went like, though. I don't think he would have gave me anything. I think it would have just been like, yeah, we're coming to Ripley. It's going to be great. Awesome. <laughs> All right, well, are we done? Yeah. I, and I wanted – at that point, he'd already pissed me off, so I wanted to be like the old Chris Farley show on SNL. I want to be like, do you remember, remember when you had a cage match and you cut Jerry Lawler's hair? <laughs> yeah. You, you remember that? Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> Just turn it into a freaking rib on him for 40 minutes or however long I could keep him on the phone. Being hard to deal with. <laughs> yeah, just, just being a douche right back. Or uh, you know how you'd really screw with me in that situation, just wanting to be an ass. Just be like, so what would you do exactly? Like, I, you know, I've heard of you, but I don't really know, like, any specifics. What were you known for? Like, <laughs> what are some was, of your notable angles? <laughs> was you like one of those assassins or some shit, or did you wear a mask? Because I don't remember. I think were you were you yeah. one of the original interns? Because I've met like twenty seven of y'all. <laughs> like I just you don't remember fire. that blonde bowl cut. <laughs> yeah, you were you were fire from fire and flame. I know you were fire. <laughs> or what was? That? Okay, uh, babe. I'm sorry. Was, I'm sorry. What was uh, what was that David name. Cox said he was one of the nightmares? What was that David <laughs> Cox said yeah. he was? He was one of the nightmares, but then he got trained by the the third bushwhacker that nobody talks about. But you, do you know oh, that after yeah, we yeah. made fun of him so hard for that, Chris Kilgore came along and backed that up to some degree. That there was a guy that claimed. I mean, like he goes, he goes, he wasn't obviously. He goes, but the guy told everybody that he was bushwhacker Charlie and. You know, he was one of the original bushwhackers. He said, so David may actually believe it. He's like, David may not think he's lying to you. He goes, in his defense. I go, okay, well, in his defense, did David really think he tagged with The Undertaker on a fucking indie show and, like, wherever? Remember that? He was telling that in the dressing yeah. room at some some show. 
Yeah, uh, that was um, – yeah, he was telling us that uh, he was in Texas at an indie show, and The Undertaker showed up. And The Undertaker was wanting to work, <laughs> and uh, David was the only one that would work him. <laughs> and he ended up putting David over something. I don't remember. Oh, my uh, God. I just don't – you know, I've never understood how in the world anybody tells stories like that. And, and, I mean, straight face is the preacher on Sunday and expects people to actually believe them. I mean, Speaking like, of that. I've got a, I mean, I've got a few stories, but and I, I normally don't even bring them up because I'm afraid somebody will look at me like that, even though I do have sources to back up some of my stories. Yeah. You know, like the John Cena food incident or whatever. Yeah, or somebody's gonna be like, about. Yeah, you travel you traveled with Mick Foley. Sure you did, pal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Of course you did, <laughs> you know. Exactly. I mean but I just I don't get that, you know. Because I mean, there's no way that's that's true. <laughs> that's not even fabulous. Yeah. Well here's okay, so here's a recent example of that sort of thing. Um, so here's a little more insight into my real life at my at my job and and my office. Um, I have a picture of me and Rosie from our wedding, and then there's uh, a couple other pictures, and there's I got the picture of me and Flair from Wrestlecade in the office because I thought, well, it might be a conversation piece for some people when they come in. And uh, surprisingly, it's been a huge conversation piece. Like one in every three people that come into my office, whether I'm bringing them in there to sell them a car or bitch them out for not paying for their car or I've just repossessed their car, will look at the picture and go, holy shit, that's Nature Boy Ric Flair. Cool, where'd you meet him? And it goes, sidetracks everything, which is kind of good because things are tense. You know, I'm, I'm repossessing their car. Things are kind of tense and getting out of hand. And then they go, oh, Ric Flair. And then... We talk about that for 10 minutes, and then we like kind of cool it down and then and get to the subject at hand. But anyway, so this guy comes in to refinance his loan, and he looks over, and he's like, Nature Boy Ric Flair. Yeah. Where'd you meet him? Uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. You know I wrestled him. And so James, <laughs> my guy that's my collector, does collection, was standing over my shoulder there. I look at him, and he just smiles. I said, oh, so you wrestle, huh? He said, well, not anymore. He said, uh, I got hurt. He said, but here about five years ago, Ric Flair was on an indie show here in Alabama. He said, indie show's like, you know, like not a big show, you know, just like a local thing. I said, okay, do tell. And it kills James because in these <laughs> situations, I will never point out that I wrestled or that I even know anything about it. Uh, to them, I'm just some dude that run into Ric Flair and took the picture and stuck it in my office, so. I'm like, okay, do right. tell. And he's like, yeah, it's like the local thing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know how this shit works. Like, how do you how do you end up wrestling Ric Flair? Like, how do you get picked? And he goes, well, it was kind of crazy, man. Like, I wasn't even on the show that night, right? He said, but the main event was going to be a six-man tag, and one of the guys no-showed, and they asked me, like, you got your gear? And he said, you know, of course, that's the first rule in indie wrestling. You always have gear. He said, hell yeah, man, I got the gear out in the car. And he goes, well. Put your gear on. We're going to put you in the ring with Ric Flair. And he's like, so, yeah, I tagged in with him a couple times. Of course, you know, he chopped shit out of me, you know. And uh, He tried to put a figure four on me, but I kicked his ass off because I, I wouldn't take no damn figure four because I got a bad knee, so I tagged out. <laughs> and um, 
I said, so Ric Flair was on some local show in Alabama, huh? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, and they just stick some random dude in there with him. And he's like, hell, man, somebody didn't show up. So somebody had to wrestle him. And so he finishes refinance, and he walks out, and James looks at me, and he goes, okay, first of all, why didn't you tell him that you wrestled and you know that's all bullshit? <laughs> I was like, why? What's, what's the point? And he goes, okay, secondly, he goes, I don't know much about wrestling. He goes, what's the odds that Ric Flair wrestled on the indie show? I said, Ric Flair did not wrestle on a freaking Alabama indie show in the last five years. I can guarantee you that. Second of all, if he were to do that, not throwing some random guy who just happened to have his gear bag in the car in the ring with Rick freaking Flair. I mean, that's everything about that story is bullshit. I said, now he may have wrestled Paul Lee, who he thought was Rick Flair, who dresses and <laughs> acts like Rick Flair. <laughs> I believe that all day long. That happened. But it wasn't damn Rick Flair. I can promise you that. And James just laughed and, you know, we went on about our day. But just. Yeah, the shit people tell, and I'm sure he's told that story a thousand times. And like I said, it could be all completely made up, or he could have wrestled Paul Lee, or you know, who knows? <laughs> any number of goofs that try to pass themselves off of somebody. But it's just oh, funny because I don't, I don't even bother to argue with them or point anything out. I just laugh and move on. But yeah, that Ric Flair picture has been a a real conversation starter since I put it in my office a couple months ago. Well, it's funny. I've got a picture. I've got a couple of pictures in my office of me and the cast from Lizard Lick Cohen, and another picture of mm-hmm. me and the cast of uh, Hardcore Pawn. You know the the pawn shop in Detroit. And uh, yeah, it's funny. Like you know, employees are coming to my coming to my office, and usually if they're in my office, it's not a good situation. But it's funny <laughs> how many times that's it's funny how many times that's calmed down a situation because. Somebody will be in there ranting and raving, and I'll look over and it's like, is that Lizard Lick? I know them. I've watched yeah. that show. How do you meet them? And it goes off in a whole other conversation, and it calms the whole situation down. So I will forevermore have those pictures in my office. I may need to – I probably need to switch them out with some wrestling pictures because everybody knows I'm a wrestling guy at work. So I need to I need to come up with some, with some pictures like that. Although it kind of sucks because, I mean, I don't have a ton of wrestling pictures because I just – I never took pictures with the guys I worked with, so you know. Yeah. But I need to. I need to try to change some of them out some because they. It seems to come in handy. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm telling you, I've had some people that I had just repossessed their car, and they're in my office and they're yelling and cussing. This car's a piece of shit, and y'all screwed me over. And hey, is that Ric Flair? Yeah. Oh, cool. I love Ric Flair. And I walk over and pick the picture up and. And it just, like you say, it takes it in a whole different direction. And then, you know, after they cool down, I'm like, okay, look, let's talk about, you know, what's going on here. And, uh, yeah, I had a deal here a week or so ago where they were hot because the transmission went on their car. And they got off on the Ric Flair tangent on the side and talked about his dad took him to see Ric Flair in Birmingham years ago. And he's like, oh, man, I know it's not your fault. You can't control what happens to these cars. Like, what can you do for them? Look, I can put it in the shop, blah, blah, blah. And. So, yeah, I, if I see Ric Flair again, I owe him a drink or something for how many uh, situations he's, he's calmed down in my office, unbeknownst to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. Sure, if it had been a picture of Austin Idol, it would have been even better. I mean, holy crap, is that Austin Idol? Who's that? You know, he was supposed to – I went to a show he was supposed to be on, and he didn't show up. <laughs> 
<laughs> my kid was upset. He got on drugs afterwards and drank himself to death. Son of a bitch. Here's your car back, oh, asshole. Oh, damn it. <laughs> God almighty. I hope so, Austin um, never hears this. <laughs> I hope he does. Austin, I hope you're listening. Go fuck yourself. But uh, I'm just kidding. I like the cage match. When you and Tommy Rich rammed Jerry Lawler's nuts in the ring post so he could go get a vasectomy, and then you kind of sort of gave him a, a haircut. <laughs> they didn't shave him bald. They just gave him a crew cut. <laughs> I've never seen a hair match. Yeah, really. The barber had uh, extensions on the damn <laughs> clippers. But it got heat, oh, though. Man. Everybody wanted to kill him. But, no, I'm just kidding. I, I still like and respect Austin Idol, even if he is a pretentious douchebag. But a lot of guys are. God knows we've met a bunch uh, just in, on our little level of, of wrestling. So. Buddy, um, I wanted to ask before, <laughs> before, uh, <laughs> yeah, before Leslie escaped, uh, did he did he hear any of last week's show to know that we played that promo on the show? He didn't hear it. I did tell him about it. <laughs> he <laughs> what was, was his response? Pissed. He was pissed beyond belief. I can't believe y'all get on make like fun legit of me like that. Pissed? That was yeah. He was mad. I can't believe y'all get on there and make fun of me like that. That was an accident. I said. Leslie, you've laughed at that, <laughs> and I said everybody in the damn ring with you was laughing at it. Look, there's the video. <laughs> he was like, "Well, that just ain't funny. You shouldn't be putting that up there." I'm like, "I don't give a damn. It was on there, so I mean, it is what it is." <laughs> wow. Yeah, he was I mean, mad. He was actually kind of mad that, about it. Well, damn. I hate to hear that. I thought he would. I thought he could appreciate the fact that it was. It was. Uh, it was done out of. I love. We just thought it was funny and thought other people would enjoy it. We didn't, didn't oh, mean to disparage the good name of Mr. Sensational. Yeah, like any of the other shit that he talks about or does, it would disparage him any less. <laughs> but, but does he yeah. not know me? I mean, based on the nine weeks of John Cena music here, does he not realize if he sells it, I'm going to go find more Leslie promos to put on here and <laughs> just be a dick? Because <laughs> that's what exactly. I do. Exactly. <laughs> he never sell it, man. <laughs> that he just um, I, but he he deep down he liked it because he likes anybody putting him over. He just he just trying to be difficult. Oh yeah, he likes he likes <clears> the attention. Somebody somebody sent me a message and I won't say who on there to ask me not to not to say that say their name. Um, but apparently they were listening to Dustin Burcham's podcast when he had Easy on. And uh, yeah. apparently they tried to pull a rib on me, and it, I guess it didn't work because the deal was Dustin and I wasn't even going to talk about this on air, but I'm just, I'm gonna go ahead and mention it just because I thought it was the the line I'm getting to that I think is funny is Dustin had said at some point during the podcast they said he, he said um, the Gene Show must be more important because he can't even get Leslie Jones to do his podcast and he's done mine more than once or something to that effect. But yeah, Dustin tagged me in a Facebook post. It said, uh, "Izzy Rotten says fuck Gene Jackson. Listen to the show to find out why." Well, you know me. I'm not gonna listen to goddamn podcast to find out why. I immediately messaged him and Izzy both and went, "Hey, what's your fucking problem? You know what I do to you?" And then, of course, Izzy's like, oh, "I don't know what you're talking about." And so I go, "Well, here's the quote." And I told him because I probably just. You know, I was probably joking. Like, I probably didn't say it the way you think I said it, but I don't even know really what he's talking about. But don't worry about it, man. There's no heat. 
And then after like a while, Dustin messaged me back. And he's like, did you listen to it? I said, no, I didn't. Oh, it was a rib, man. It was a rib. So apparently what it was is during some question, Easy like jokingly like said, ah, yeah, fuck Gene. And then Dustin took it and edited it out and stuck it at the end of the show and thought if they they tagged me in it that I would go listen to their whole damn show just to hear it. And then it'd be, ha-ha, it was just a rib and whatever. But I didn't listen to it. Once they said it, it was a joke, I, didn't, I was like, okay, whatever. And uh, so uh, a friend of mine had uh, it's like, well, I seen where they said that, so I went and listened to that show. He don't even know who the fuck those guys are. He just saw it and they, yeah. they tagged me in it, and he went and listened to it. He's like, oh, it was a rib, man. They were just joking. And uh, I said, oh, okay. I said, like, well, the rib's on them because I didn't listen to it. He goes, yeah, it's funny. He said it. When, when Izzy said it, Dustin said, oh, Gene don't listen to this show anyway. I said, no, he's right. I've never, I've never listened to one, so. Anyway, <laughs> I, but I thought it was I funny that he saw, can't get Leslie on in, on the show, and yeah, we can't get Leslie off the I show saw, half the time. So. I I saw that post, and I meant to mention it to you off the air, and I forgot about it. But but uh, but I figured it was something along those lines, if I had to guess. But at least they got I figured it was too. But yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, mission accomplished. I didn't listen to it, but they got somebody to listen to it because of it so and there may have been more than one who knows that's just the only one that contacted me but anyway but that, i mean that's i would think they'd both know me well enough that i'm not going to sit and listen to an hour and a half podcast i'm just going to confront you you know i'm just going to directly I, message you I immediately knew, i knew they i knew you weren't going to <laughs> I figured Les, I figured Leslie would be the first one because you know Leslie's the one he's he likes listening to shit and stirring it up so I oh, figured yeah. he'd be the first one to listen to it and but I I don't think he ever did yeah I didn't hear any I didn't hear anything out of him but uh, yeah anyway that's that's that was funny from what I was told and they go like Gene's not gonna listen to this. I'm like no like I told you earlier I mean I've got only uh, a small window of time I've got to listen to podcasts and stuff and no offense to them guys, but you know, they're not going to break any new ground with Dustin and, and Izzy of anything I haven't heard or whatever, you know I mean? I've interviewed <laughs> Izzy more time. I think you're the only person who's ever been on the show more time than Izzy has. So I've, I've pretty much heard most <laughs> of what he has to say. So. <laughs> not much change. Yeah. So after this show, we'll get on there and, and, well, Gene and Neil said, fuck Izzy and Dustin both and their assholes and then tag them in it. And then they, they'll have to listen to this and then find out, oh, shit. They, they were <laughs> yeah, really. But uh, now, now somebody will put it and go, Gene says, fuck Austin Idol and tag him. Tag Austin Idol in it. Exactly to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> or tag Tommy Rich in something. He said he's seen his balls. <laughs> Next oh, thing I know, I get a private message of a picture of his ball. You want to see him again, you smart ass? I saved you from going to jail. You just seen a lot more balls than that, motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> uh, so it's it's 2017, and we live in a world where Goldberg just defeated Kevin Owens for the Universal Title, and. Uh, Derek King and Jerry Lawler's having a retirement match in May, and and Derek's the one retiring. And uh, Samoa Joe's on a WWE pay per view. It's just I don't know what to think of the world right now. It's just upside down wrestling wise. And, and 
And Bobby Roode is still an NXT. <laughs> yeah, and Bobby Roode's the NXT champion. <laughs> and uh, so, TNA okay, lit, before we lit. before we wrap this up, I was going to ask you, what's your take on all this TNA business that's t- transpired in the past week or so? Well, that's what I was fixing to say. And TNA has let has let go the only thing anybody cares anything about watching on their show. <laughs> but that's not surprising. <laughs> no. Man, I I don't know. I, I just they has to be. I would love to hear the actual. There's got to be some behind the scenes story on that. Uh, I mean, they had to be either some demands that were dis that were made by the Hardys that were just ridiculous or uh, TNAs. This uh, you know the people that make decisions there. This morons or I don't know to let you know. Matt and Jeff go with them being the only, I mean, the only relevant thing on that show that has drawn viewership in the last three years probably is just ridiculous to me. And, and you know, everybody, of course, everybody's wanting them to show up in WWE, and I think that would probably be the worst thing that ever happens because they're going to bury it because none of that was their idea, and everybody knows that. And, but you know now they've got evidently Jeff Jarrett's back at the helm. However that happened, and then um, of course uh, I don't know if you saw it. Well, I'm sure you did, but I don't know if some people saw it. Bruce Pritchard came out the other night, and I haven't seen it to actually see what his role is. But evidently, I don't think it's actually aired yet. I think I think it was all being taped. I don't think none of that's actually aired as of yet because I know that. I've seen all that popping up on my timeline, and then I went to watch it, and it was shit from that they taped weeks ago uh it was none of the stuff i was reading about so i don't think any of it's actually aired as of now so that's right because they don't they film like four days like they'll film like four days Shit, straight, yeah. like a month and a half like a month and a half they'll film they'll something. film plumb till may almost of shows and it'll all be out there on the internet so yeah i, I don't know like you know, so you got Jarrett's back in charge, and then Bruce Pritchard's back, and the word is he's going to have an on-air role and a backstage role, and then you got Dutch Mantel's back, and he's going to be booking as well. And so a buddy of mine messaged, he's like, "Hey, you're going to get back to watching TNA now that you know those guys are in charge." And I'm like, "Well, you know, I, I'm a fan of Bruce Pritchard and, and Dutch Mantel, and, and even Jarrett, uh, but you know, they all booked it before when it sucked ass, and I didn't watch it." You know, <laughs> like I don't, I'm not expecting yeah. miracles because they're there. I was like, the only thing that I watched was the Hardy stuff. And I finally realized that I could go to YouTube and some guy was just making videos of just the Hardy stuff. Because you can't tell me they didn't know that's what the draw was because they were spreading their segments out through the entire show. Like you had to watch the whole show right. to see the whole Hardy thing play out. So this guy on YouTube was just putting up videos of them all back to back to back and I just started watching that and so from what I've read and you know this is just what's being put out there I don't know how much of it is legit or not but what's out there is that they signed a contract with ROH Saturday night and they put the and I think that's true for at least a short term because they took the belts off the Young Bucks and put them on the Hardys in New York Saturday night and they're booked to wrestle uh, for the belts on an ROH show WrestleMania weekend. 
So I don't see them going into WrestleMania weekend at ROH show as ROH tag champions and popping up on WrestleMania like Leslie and a whole bunch of other people are hoping is going to happen. I just I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. They may end up there eventually, but if they do, it, it'll be if, – if it's even anything like what they're doing now, it will be a very watered-down, altered version of it. Um, I think Vince probably, if he brings them back, he's going to want his damn Hardy Boys. He's going to want, you know, just like how they brought the Dudleys in exactly as they were. Uh, I think yeah. he'll probably do the same to them. He'll say, hey, pal, get that streak out of your hair. You know, I want Team Extreme from 1999. So I, I, I think people better hope they don't get what they're asking for, just like you said, because I, I don't – that would be the end of all this if they go back to WWE. So everybody wants this big, uh, this big feud with the Wyatts, and I'm like, they've dropped the ball with the Wyatts now for ever, like time and time and time again. So I don't see them getting it right this time, you know, with a Hardy feud. Yeah, I just don't. I I just don't see any of this in it. I, I think TNA is exactly where they belong. I mean, I would love to see them been on a, a a bigger platform, seen by more people. But I just think if they go anywhere else, I mean, Ring of Honor is a good promotion, but they don't have the reach even that really TNA does. I don't think, and they definitely don't have the reach WWE does. And I, I think either one of them moves are just not good. I mean, I, and that may be my ignorance, and they may shoot the moon now. I don't know, but you know, they just don't. You know. It just seemed like when they were with TNA, you know, they kind of ruled the roost, and they were, uh, you know, one of the main focal points of the show, and, you know, they were out there. I just don't see them getting the exposure with, with Ring of Honor that they got with TNA, and and it definitely what will happen if they go end up in WWE at some point. And I don't think the Ring of Honor audience necessarily is going to dig the things they've been doing in TNA. You know what I mean? Like, because they've been allowed to do some really off-the-wall shit in TNA. And some of it was good, and some of it was just like, well, that's different at least. It's better than what TNA was doing. But, like, what the main core audience of ROH is there for is the polar opposite of what their whole shtig has been in TNA. So I don't know how well it's going to go over in Ring of Honor, but I can guarantee for the money they're going to pay them, and for their status, they're going to let them do whatever they want to do. It'll be kind of like TNA was. They'll let them do whatever they want to do, for better or worse. But if they went to WWE, they might get a two or three weeks or a couple of months worth of time where they've got some creative input. But really quickly, it would get reined in and it'd just be back to, you know, status quo. You know, it was just like when they did the angle, you know, back when – they did the angle with Edge after Lita hooked up with Edge and, you know, and Matt went and did the indies and, and caused this big stir and they brought him back and, you know, they made a they made a big deal out of it. But within a few weeks they cooled him back off and Edge squashed him. Because that wasn't yeah. their that wasn't their intention. They didn't create it. They just kinda rolled with it. And in the end, if it's not from their head, it's not gonna get pushed to completion. They're gonna ride the wave of it for a little bit and then they're gonna squash it. And that's just like I think this whole Goldberg thing is probably going to end with him finally getting just, or they're going to want to completely squash him and shut him down. And the way that guy seems, he'll probably walk out without actually doing it. There probably won't be a payoff to all this shit if they actually want to beat the guy because he probably won't go through with it. Because <laughs> he he's, takes, he's right. like Bret Hart. He takes himself way too seriously. 
Yeah. And that was my question about him coming back at Survivor Series. I'm like, he's not coming back for one shot to lose. I mean, why would he? You know, I mean, clearly the guy's probably got enough money. You know, he doesn't need to do it for that. So, I just, I don't know. Now that they put him over a couple times, and that may be the whole deal. Like, he he may be sweetening the deal as he goes along. Like, well, I'll tell you what, if you'll let me beat the champion and be your champion for X amount of time, then I'll I'll do the job for Lesnar at WrestleMania, clean or whatever, you know. Who knows? <clears throat> but anyway, I guess well, that's enough uh, rambling about different wrestling topics <laughs> for tonight. Um we have uh, we have our patented bad promo of the week, and this week we've got uh, a lot of people listening to the show. I don't know how many, and I know this was before your time. Like, so how familiar were you at all with Doctor D. David Schultz until you looked him up on YouTube and did some studying? Because I know that was all that had to be well, before your time. I mean, God, it was eighty, nineteen eighty oh, something when he was all twenty twenty and all that shit. Well, it, it pretty much what you just said. You know what I've uh, run across on um, you know, on YouTube. I knew that um, you know he. I think he worked for um, for uh, Calgary, the uh, uh, Stu Hart Stampede uh, group for a little while. <laughs> I think he had a he had a he had a stint there with WWE, and then of course you know he come through Memphis. But uh, you know basically what you just said. You know what I've seen of YouTube. You know of him, but. Uh, I, the guy's definitely entertaining, and you can you can tell that, you know, maybe he was uh, the first incarnation of the loose loose cannon, uh, uh, Brian Pillman type gimmick. Because man, this guy would just say and do anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely hilarious. Um, I would and, say uh, he, he was uh, he was Steve Austin fifteen years before Steve Austin was. Uh, you know, the kind of the the redneck don't give a crap, you know, go against the grain kind of guy. And for people who, you know, people who don't know, um, yeah, he came up through Calgary, the AWA for Vern Gagne, ended up in the WWF thanks to Hogan. Uh, Hogan's the one that got him in, as the story goes. Uh, but in the 80s, wrestling was still heavily kayfabe. There was no internet. There was no uh, shoot interviews or anywhere for, for this kind of stuff to get leaked out. So, uh, you only know you only knew what was put in front of you, and what was put in front of you was this is a legitimate sport involving midgets and women and bulldogs and snakes and whatever. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so it was there in front of you. If you could just read between the lines, you should have known. But so there was a 2020 segment done. I think I want to say it was 85. Seems like I was young at the time too, but I remember it. It was a big. It was a huge deal. So there was a 2020 segment about wrestling, and half of that segment, um, what's his name? Crap, I blanked out on his freaking name. Uh, uh, John Stossel. God. John Stossel. Yeah, well, John Stossel was the guy, the guy from 2020. But who was the other wrestler involved in that to get to this? Cannot believe it. Um, oh, uh, uh, it was on the tip of my tongue. They called him the Continental <laughs> Lover, whatever the his name was it'll come to me here in a minute but anyway so half the segment was him in the ring uh showing them how they do the moves and he even went as far to blade like on camera with john stossel just stood right in front of the camera and bladed his head 
Showed out, showed Eddie out take bumps. Eddie Mansfield, there you go. Yep. So Eddie Mansfield was a freaking pariah of wrestling, was blackballed, nobody would use it anymore, and he was and he was out. And so WWF, Vince McMahon allowed John Stossel in the dressing room at a WWE event, I think at Madison Square Garden. And so Stossel was going up and asking questions to different wrestlers. And he went up and, and legit asked uh, Dr. D. David Schultz, is wrestling fake? And John Stossel open hand, I mean, uh, David Schultz open hand slapped John Stossel across the side of his head and busted his right eardrum. Uh, Stossel asked the question again, and now he open hand slapped him across his left ear and busted his left eardrum. And he had to pick him up off the floor and, and drag him away. And so there was a huge lawsuit, and, you know, WWF got sued, and Schultz got sued. And essentially after that, Schultz kind of got blackballed. He went to Memphis for a little while and did some smaller territories, but eventually he went and became a bounty hunter. And uh, he's a very interesting character. So we say all that to say this. Um, if you go on YouTube and you do some some looking around, I know we've said this before, but if you do some looking around and you search for some old – 80s promos, especially from like WWF with Mean Gene. There are some very off-color things said in some of these promos that would never, never fly today in today's politically correct society. And here's an example of one right here. Uh, Dr. D. David Schultz cutting a promo on Hulk Hogan, who, bear in mind, got him the job that he had. (laughs) Take a listen to Dr. D. cutting a promo on the Hulkster and let me know if this is something for a uh, little Hulkamaniac ears who were saying their prayers and eating their vitamins while listening to this. <laughs> Dave, the redneck Schultz, as the fans call you, you see something like this happen, it's got to be upsetting to you. It don't upset me at all, baby. Let me tell you, I think it's great. You know what I mean? If you're going to go on the hunt, you got to be able to run with the big boys. If he can't run with the big boys, he should get out. He shouldn't come out here. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that look like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? I'm telling you like it is, baby. You belong in San Francisco. That's your kind of place. That's your kind of people because you've never had a woman, baby. And now I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you right now. So, so David Schultz heavily insinuating that the Hulkster is homosexual back in around 84 or 5, talking to Mean Gene, which had he not went that route, this could have been one of those segments they showed during Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling cartoon on a Saturday morning if it had been the Iron Sheik rambling on about Iran or whatever he talked about. But, no, he he talked about going to San Francisco and running into a bunch of – homosexuals that Hulk Hogan would have been shopping for. So that's, I, I, that's precious. I feel like I I feel like I could have heard that promo on any indie show there is. <laughs> he just a guy a mighty that guy's country. <laughs> well you know what I just noticed I've never noticed that until listening to that with just the sound and not seeing the picture. You know he's you know who sounds just like him? Who is that? Jamie Dundee. That he sounds just like oh Jamie my Dundee. God. 
Oh my god. You play that back <laughs> afterwards and don't look at his face and just listen to the boy. Well, let's play just a little second of it here. Dave, the redneck Schultz as the fans call you. You see something like this happen, it's gotta be upsetting to you. It don't upset me at all, baby. Let me tell you, I think it's great. You know what I mean? If you're gonna go on the hunt, you gotta be able to run with the big boys. If he can't run with the big Now you tell me you can't sounds... picture Jamie Dundee. It sounds just like you. <laughs> <laughs> That is downright crazy. Oh my God! I've never, I've never occurred to me. That sounds just like Jamie Dundee. Yeah, I could play oh a clip of Jamie and Doctor D back to back, and I guarantee you, it'd be hard to pick out who said what because they're both, both watched, country. And have you watched the video to that to that promo? It's hilarious because yeah. it's from the AW. It, yeah, it's when he was in the AWA, and me and Gene Okerlund just loses it. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't. I didn't realize. I guess I, I just didn't realize when I was a kid, and even since, until in recent years, because like you know, part of the fun of those five dollar wrestling promos, you had Freight Train cutting these crazy promos, and then Jake Manning is like turning his head and he's laughing during them, and he's like trying to hide behind Freight Train. Yeah. And there are so many promos of Mean Gene doing the exact same thing. I mean. One of the best is that Ken Patera promo we played. And just the just the audio of it's funny, but to see Mean Gene just I mean, his whole body's shaking. He's laughing he's laughing so hard during his promo. And then there's of course the infamous racist promo from Greg Valentine, which is just oh, <laughs> even yeah. for back then that was hardcore. It's like how in the hell did that get aired anywhere? <laughs> wow. But uh yeah, so another fun Bad promo, but yeah, if you have the time, go on YouTube and look up some of them old, old school promos like that and, and see Mean Gene just losing it. And I'm sure he, he couldn't believe he actually got paid to, to do some of that because he seemed like he was having a we'll, really uh, great time in the process. We'll have to post that one on uh, localsalegends.com so everybody can go watch it. Yes, that's what we'll start doing. Some of these where you need to see the video. We'll uh we'll throw it up afterwards on uh, localslegends.com. You can go watch the actual video of it as well. And then we'll, we may throw a couple on there where the audio doesn't do it justice, and you pretty much just have to see the video. But <laughs> all right, we're winding down here to the end, so let's uh let's get to your favorite part. Let's get to the plugs. Uh, like we just talked about, localslegends.com. You can listen to the show there. You can uh, see videos of tons of different stuff. We've Revamped it where you can. Uh, it's a little more, a uh, little more than just the feed for the for the uh, uh, for the radio show. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Neil Taylor Brand. Uh, make sure and go to NeilRealDealTaylor.com. Um, got the uh, got a little store there with some t-shirts uh, and some other stuff. So make sure and check that out. Um, follow the show on uh, Twitter. It's LTL Wrestling Radio. Uh, Make sure and uh, give us a follow there. Um, also, the uh, make sure and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, that's the easiest way to get this show, and make sure you get it every week. Um, is to uh, just go into go into iTunes, search local local legends wrestling radio, and uh, all of the episodes, including the huge archive uh, from when I come along when Gene was doing this by himself. Some Great interviews for some the, some of the biggest names in the business uh, are, are listed there. Make sure and check that out. <clears throat> um, let's see, what am I leaving out? I feel like I'm leaving something out. I can't remember. Um, uh, if you have any, uh, 
if you have any questions, suggestions, complaints, if you think this thing is horrible, shoot us an email and let us know. We may even read it on the air, localcelegends at mail.com. Shoot us an email let us know what's going on. Uh, we check that thing pretty regular, so um, it's uh, always interesting to hear uh, hear how people think we're doing good or bad. So uh, make sure to Absolutely. shoot us a message on there. We don't just do this to hear ourselves talk. We do it because we want to make it entertaining for people. We want it to be something they want to listen to each week. Uh, anytime we have a guest, if you have a question that you want to ask, if you will send send that to the email address, we will make sure that we work it in and get it asked. Uh, if there's any topics that you would like us to discuss or a particular guest you'd like us to try to get on, we can't guarantee we can get everybody on that you would want to hear, but we will certainly make every effort to contact them and get them on the show. That's probably somebody, you know, as long as somebody we want to talk to, it's not somebody we want to talk to, we probably won't do that because I don't like doing interviews just for the sake. But send it in. Like Neil said, we love feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. It's all going to help shape the show and make the show better and make it into something people want to spend an hour and a half listening to on Sunday nights because we kind of made the executive decision that two hours was just too much, uh, at least for us because we got to get up early on Monday mornings in most cases. So <laughs> scale it back. Uh, for me, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, I'm getting tagged in a lot of posts by Jax, so there's at least that if you want to <laughs> check those out. Uh, you can go to at Vince Hates Us All on Twitter. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram and see what kind of goofy pictures I, I post, it's Gene Jackson 95. Uh, if you want to add me on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash king of all wrestling media. Uh, if you want to listen to podcasts of me and Rose Jackson, at least one of them where she's really, really drunk, uh, others where we discuss random <laughs> topics, none of them wrestling related, by the way. Uh, JacksonReactionPodcast.com I don't know how often we'll be doing those I don't know how often she plans on getting drunk these days So we'll just have to see They'll pop up <laughs> as they pop up But they won't be a regularly <laughs> scheduled weekly thing Like what me and Neil do here at LocalsToLegends.com If you want to buy some of her, her products uh, Makeup, diet products There's all sorts of good stuff on there If you're friends with her on Facebook By God, you know she sells it Because she is pimping it hard, bless her heart But she's actually making some money at it So check it out ActiLabs by Rosie.com. It's A C T I dash Labs by R O S E Y.com. Go check that out for her. She would appreciate it. I would appreciate it for her. So next week, who do we have in mind? Are we actually going to have a guest next week? Are they going to show up? Are they going to be available? <laughs> who we got? Well, uh, we don't have Austin Idol book, so hopefully we'll have a guest <laughs> here next week, Gene. Um, we're actually going to talk to Jason the Brain Wales. Uh, he is one of the promoters from the CCW promotion up in Cape Girardeau, uh, Missouri. Uh, it's a great promotion that's really taken off. Uh, matter of fact, they had broken Matt Hardy, uh, I think, just last weekend up there. Uh, and uh, uh, also was one of the last indies to book uh, James Ellsworth before he went to WWE full-time. So uh, we'll have him on. Um I'm going to try my best. I know this story, but I'm going to try my best to get him to tell the tell why they call him the brain. And it's not because he is a big fan of uh, a ripoff of, of Bobby, uh, Bobby Heenan, I promise. So that maybe I can get that story out of him. Uh, I actually, actually travel with Jason quite a bit. Uh, when Jason first got in the business, uh, he and um, um, uh, some other guys, so it should uh, should be a fun conversation next week with uh, with Jason the Brain Wells. 
And uh, Gene, wow. I, hey, I was just checking. I was just checking our email, and we've uh, we've got good news here. We are a recipient to a donation of two million euro. Kindly contact UGO dot something at AOL for more information. So I'm gonna have to check on this two million. Oh, damn, euro. we may have Austin Idol after all, because <laughs> if that's more than uh, if that's more than fifty bucks, he may change his schedule for a little bit of money. So uh, cross your fingers, folks. <laughs> Anyway. All right, Neil, it's been fun but, uh, as always. Oh, we yeah. will do it again next Sunday night at 10 p.m. Central, whether the pay-per-view is over or not, by God. Well, there won't be one, so it should be over. True, true. Well, all <laughs> right, well, it's that time, so let's crank it up. Jax, you're welcome. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.